I'm the chase one. Why you think they name me Grace? Cause I'm the safe one. Hello everyone. Welcome to Save by Grace, a podcast. Thank you for tuning in. So, okay, so today's topic is should there be secrets in church? Why I ask this, right? Because it was brought up after reading James 5, 16, where it says, admit your faults to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And the earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power and wonderful results. So, um, in I guess in reading that scripture, somebody asked, well, should there be secrets in church? And so, you know, a lot of people answered and, you know, gave, um, you know, their honest opinion and leading through the Holy Spirit, whatever, through scriptures. So, you know, I'm just listening. I'm listening to what everybody has to say. And it, it is true. I think one one of the pastors answered and he said, when it comes to secrets, because secrets are separate from sin. Uh, some secrets aren't sin. It's just like if somebody's pregnant, right? And they've been having miscarriages. And so now they, they get pregnant and they don't want to tell anyone because, you know, nobody wants to say, oh, guys, I'm pregnant. And then a few months later, oh, how's the baby? And it's like, oh, I lost it. You know, you don't want to keep talking about it. So what some people do is they wait like six, seven months. Once they're out of the the red zone, then they tell people they're pregnant. So that's a secret, but it's not, they didn't sin. They're not doing anything wrong. And yeah, because even bi- biblically, there's times and seasons for everything. So um, there's times where you're supposed to speak, where you're supposed to keep silent because you never want to say something prematurely. You want to make sure that it is already nurtured or where it needs to be. It's just like Joseph, when he told his siblings and his family, the dream he had that God was going to promote him and, and, you know, his family, he saw them bowing down to him. His brothers were already jealous of him because he came from a woman who their father loved, which was Rachel. She, you know, he loved her more than their own mother, Leah, I believe was her name. So they already had resentment towards Joseph because of that favoritism he, he got from the father. I mean, for those who know the story, I'm not going to get into it. But Joseph was favorite son of Jay, was it Jacob. Yes, because he came from a woman who Jacob loved. He, his mother was, you know, the love of his father's life. So the father kind of showed him some favoritism and the brothers hated him for that. So he told something that God revealed to him because, you know, obviously if God wanted them to know, he could have revealed it to everyone, but he revealed it to him. And Joseph being happy and, you know, like, wow, guys told them this secret because obviously God revealed it to him and it wasn't yet time to be revealed to others. And so he didn't do anything wrong in the sense of he just, he didn't know that these people were really happy for him. So it was kind of like, why would we bow down to you? And then they plotted to kill him. So yes, when it comes to to certain things, whether it's good or even if it's bad secrets, you don't want to expose it, especially to people who don't really wish you well. And and God will always tell you like people, people be like, oh, I don't know. How do you hear from God? But really, it's that that instinct feeling like when you want to do something and something in you is like no don't do it trust that or it's like always hear girls who will go on a date or meet a guy and they'll be like oh something about him was sketchy or off so then it's like why didn't you listen to yourself why continue on the date and figure out why you know he was sketchy or off you know by that time it's really too late so so yeah so you never you never want to to ignore your feelings because 
So I believe that's the Holy Spirit. That's your angels kind of letting you know, hey, there's danger. Hey, don't do that. Don't do this. It's trying to guide you the right way, but people ignore them themselves and trust other people. I don't know why. It's like you trust somebody who you don't even know, but you don't trust yourself. It's a little weird, but I get it. So in, in that sense, when it comes to secrets, you don't know who who's who's really happy for you. You don't know who really hates you, who really loves you, you know, unless they verbally say say it. But some people pretend, right? So when you have when you're going through something good or bad. You want to kind of wait till it's at a place where it's already done so that you know there's nothing that can really affect it or mess it up. I'll use an example. So if you're okay, just say if your husband is cheating and you want you want somebody to pray with you because you want God to deliver him and him to be set free and to change. So now with that, you have to go to a trusted person. You can't just go to anyone who says they're a man or woman of God why because one not everybody carries the spirit of God two some people have character flaws and three you don't know how people feel about you so when you find that trusted person then you can tell them then y'all can pray together and and keep it in prayer until God helps the situation but the issue is people will go to somebody who says oh they're a pastor and because they carry that title they feel like well they should be living right because they're women and a man of God. So they assume that they should be holy because they carry the title of someone who is known to be holy, right? So they go and they just tell anyone who's like, oh, your pastor, can you pray for me? My husband's cheating. They pray and then later you find out that people are mocking you and laughing at you because your husband's cheating. And you're like, how do people know I just went to pray and whatever? Because the person you told has like a spirit of gossiping and lying and you know has bad characteristics so now in that situation a lot of people run away from church and feel like oh christians and people religious people are evil no you have to test every spirit because even the disciples amongst them was judas who you know sold sold out jesus for money so he already had um greed the spirit of greed and even throughout you know, I mean, even even up to the leading up to the point of when Jesus went to the cross, there were instances in the Bible which which show that Judas was was greedy because when I believe it was Mary, when she took the oil and poured it on Jesus feet. Right. And wiped his feet with her hair. Judas was like, oh, wow, she shouldn't be, you know, use this. She shouldn't use that oil or waste that oil. They can sell it. You know, and then, you know, of course, you'll be like, oh, we could sell it and use it for the ministry. But in the Bible, it said, no, he wanted to use it because he was already taking money out of the, you know, the funds and using it for his own selfish. So here, his spirit of greed was already shown forth. You So him selling Jesus for money, maybe because he thought, you know, Jesus has been getting, you know, Jesus is powerful and delivered that, you know, these people are not going to kill him. Um, so whatever his excuse was. And the fact that he saw it, he probably took it like, oh my gosh, but, you know, Jesus has been telling y'all he has to go to the cross. So unfortunately, he had he was the one that, you know, helped to lead him there. And so, so I realized with that, you know, a lot of people have their own flaws. Because, you know, church is not perfect. Obviously, it's, it's, it's people who are imperfect trying to become perfect through Christ. So people who feel like, oh, church, everybody, they're evil, whatever. I mean, it's a bunch of unperfect people trying to be perfect. The issue is in doing so, some of them behave as if they're perfect. And then when their imperfections come to light, 
it makes a mess. That's why you always have to be truthful. Because when you tell the truth, there's no darkness. Everything's out. Everybody knows about you. But if you live a lie, like if you live like you're perfect and then people see that you're doing all sorts of rubbish, that's when you put yourself in trouble. So for, for me, I live my life for the truth. I do what I say. Like if I'm not doing something, I say it. If I'm doing something, I'm not going to go around and tell people, don't do this, don't do this, but then I'm doing it because God is going to expose your darkness to, you know, you can't play with God. So for me, you just live a life that's that's holy and pure as, as best as you can. And the areas which you're falling short, if the people who, who you tell are mature enough or your story can help them, then you could tell them. But there's things you don't reveal yet because if you're amongst people who are immature and they gossip and they secretly hate you, all you're going to end up doing is giving them ammunition to hurt you. That's all it becomes. It does. It, it goes away from, oh, this person needs help and prayers. You know, it goes into more of like, oh, this person is, is sinning, doing this. And they'll be trying, they'll be praying for you. But then they'll be also using it to destroy you in a sense. Because a lot of people don't have the spirit of God. And even in the, the James 5.16 that we we read in the um, in church, it said an earnest prayer of a righteous man. So earnest means um, sincere. So if if somebody is not praying for you sincerely and they're not righteous, then already it voids everything else. You omitted your faults to people who are not earnest in prayer or righteous. So what are they going to do? They're going to use it and try to use it to destroy you. And that's what a lot of people have done in churches. So the best thing you could do is find somebody who is honest, who has a track record. Stop like... Like, honestly, if you watch someone and they have a track record of exposing people's secrets, gossiping, mocking and laughing, then obviously those are not the people you're going to want to go to to pray for you. I'm sorry. There's no there's nothing they can pray from tonight all the way to Jesus comes. If they like, I'm still not going to tell you my secrets because obviously they still got work to do. And, and thank God if God delivered them for their own sake. We thank God. But for me, I don't trust them, right? So don't go telling them, praying for them, and then be crying that they told you, expose the secrets, because obviously you know them not to be trustworthy. Find someone who you know lives right. Not just, oh, they speak a good talk and they talk. No, when you see them out in public, they don't do things that make you feel like, oh, that's odd. There's p- pastors that I see in real life that I'm like, hmm. If if I have to do hmm, I'm not going to go and just expose all of myself to them. If anybody makes you have to feel like oh, something's off about them, just trust that and leave them into the hands of God and move on with your life. You don't have to talk about them. You don't have to slander them. You don't have to just say, oh, may God deliver them, whatever they're going through. And then you move on with your life. Find people who you can trust. Find people who you know loves God and it's when they read the word they apply it if somebody tells you oh y'all don't you know fornication is bad and all this stuff and don't have sex before marriage but yet they watch porn and masturbate or they're having sex themselves i mean that's somebody who's not really following it yes people do struggle but at least somebody who's real honest would be like hey yeah these these things god knows why he tells us not to do it it's just like a mother who tells a child hey don't play in the kitchen because they know if you play in the kitchen or if you go to the kitchen by yourself, you can burn yourself or you can, a knife can fall and stab you in the head. Like they know why they're doing it. So they're, they're, te- they're telling you to stay away from the kitchen to protect you. Right. Just as God tells you to stay away from something, certain things because he knows the consequences of those things. So when people actually f- learn this and know that, OK, God wishes us good, then it's easy to follow 
why he tells us not to do or to do something. The issue is that people are not truthful to themselves to tell somebody else who's struggling, hey, look, I understand what you're going through. I struggled not with maybe this, but I struggled with something else that was similar. And this is how I came out or this is what I do to refrain. It's just like me. If I'm keeping myself to marriage, right? In order to do that, I can't watch certain shows that so show sex like game of thrones and all this stuff they were good you know but i realized okay well obviously if i'm watching this and all they're doing and and they have scenes of sex obviously it's in my mind so how can you really try to refrain from something you're seeing all the time so you have to separate yourself from those things in order to be strong if you know you're alcoholic or you're addicted to something make sure those things are not easily um, accessible don't keep them in your house so that one day, if you have a bad day, you you feel like, man, and then you go downstairs and drink or smoke. Like, make sure your house is empty of it so that if you do have a really bad day, there's nothing available for you to take. You have to become strong and you have to know how you, you're, you're, you're able to fall and you cut those those things off. If you know you cheat and you cheat on your wife or you cheat on your husband, then stop befriending girls. Stop befriending guys. Like, I don't understand. If a girl comes and says, Oh my god, you're so cool. Oh my god, you're so funny. Can I get your number? I'll say, oh no, thank you. Hi, whatever. You just you you build type of boundaries. You don't say, okay, it's innocent. We're just texting, and then you know all the time she's on your mind. No, rebuke the thoughts in your mind, subdue them, and cut off anything that will cause you to fall. Simple. Because when people play f- football or when people want to be great, they know then. Okay, well, let me start waking up early, eating right, because they want to make it to the NFL. So that's how it's the same thing. It's just discipline and self control. But anyways, should there be secrets? Yes, because not everybody in uh, the church is mature. There's everybody in church is at a different level. There's some people who are higher in level than others, meaning there's some people who God has put them through tests for many years. So they um, have a sense or a level of maturity where there's others aren't. And don't think the maturity comes from age. No, because there's younger kids and youth and young adults who have more spiritual maturity than somebody who's been in ministry 35 years because why they learned the word of god but they never learned how to apply it they never learned how to change or allow god to renew their mind and their heart they just felt like okay stop doing bad because the bible says so because this is the consequences but they've never really applied it to themselves to know okay why god says it okay what are my weaknesses gossiping this pride know-it-all spirit like what am i struggling with how do i get better as a person they're not they're not working on themselves they're really not they're trying to they feel like okay they got the blueprint and so they're trying to help others but yet they still fall in their own sins so spiritual maturity is seeing someone who can understand the word of god and apply it to their life and they're living it and you when you see them you know there's no contradiction to their life they're not telling you one thing and doing something else they're not telling you to forgive but then every second they're trying to run somebody over with their car like you know you see the little things nobody's perfect yes but at least you you'll have your full peace at telling this person hey this is what i'm going through those ones you can admit your fault to and it'll be good they'll keep your secrets they'll and it's not even a secret too because somebody tells me something i'm not gonna i don't have that why would i go around telling people so i know because it says proverbs eleven thirteen, a gossip but betrays a confidence but a trustworthy person keeps a secret and that's key a trustworthy person somebody who's trustworthy doesn't even need to be told hey can you keep this between us automatically because they don't have the spirit of gossiping they don't have a spirit of gossip as soon as you tell them something they they keep it to themselves 
You know, there's people who I've seen that if I tell something to them, I know they'll keep it. Not because um, they they were trained how to keep secrets. Just naturally, they're trustworthy people. They have a good spirit. So, you know, because somebody tells me, oh, my husband's cheating on me. I'm, I, my first thought is not to say, oh, guys, you know, this person's husband is, is cheating on them. Oh, let's pray. Because a lot of people are not using that because they really want to pray for them. They just want to tell someone. So it's easier to tell them and not feel bad about it by saying, let's pray. But the truth is, if somebody says, oh, wow, they're cheating, you'll see that. They're like, yes. Oh, my gosh. You know, I was shocked, too. But wow. this is You know, you'll see them starting out trying to go into the whole, you know, documentary or docu-series of, of the vets. And it's like, no, if pray for the person and if you feel like the situation is getting out of hand and you have a trustworthy person, you could tell the person who told you, hey, I know someone also who can, you know, who's gone through this. Can we ask them to join in on prayer? If the person feels comfortable, then yeah, if the person says no, then you keep it between you, them and God and pray for them since they came to you um, for help and ask God, okay, how can I help them? What can I do? And you intercede for them. Everybody wants to play uh, uh, God. No, do do your part and let God do his part. Admit your faults to one another and pray for each other. Yes, because the earnest prayers of a righteous man has great power. But see, that's key. The earnest prayer means your prayers have to be sincere. There's people who pray for people, but their heart is not sincere. Like there's people who secretly wish that someone... Uh, doesn't get married or they wish that or at least let them not get married before that's this person so so if you're if you wish in your heart oh please don't let someone get married before my sister or my or my daughter then how how earnest is the prayer because if somebody's like oh let's pray you you'll get married this year you'll get married this year right so we're praying for a sister in the church to get married and then secretly you don't want her to get married before your daughter so how earnest is your prayer or there's somebody who somebody saw them become a superstar or whatever, maybe they sing in church or whatever, and then somebody sees them going global, and then secretly the person's jealous. And so then, how earnest are your prayers? Are you really praying for the person to make it? No, because secretly, de- deep down, you don't. So God knows all those stuff. That's why you have to be careful. You have to let the Holy Spirit lead you. First, you have to have a connection and a relationship with God. You go to God, just like David, Abraham, all of them, they went to God first. You go to God, you pray. Then, when you know that, okay, this situation is above me. Um, I need more help. Maybe spiritually, you're not that strong because strength comes from faith. How much you know God can do something. The knowledge, which is the word of God uh, and, and what you, how, to, how to apply it in your prayer life. But if you know you're faulty, you know you're not that strong, you know you need help, that's okay. You you find somebody who's trusted because God wants us to be able to 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 come together and fellowship and speak to one another and admit our faults. That's God's desire. But he knows that people are not earnest. He knows that people are not righteous. That's why he makes it clear to go to an earnest and a righteous person. Because somebody who's not sincere to you can never do anything for you in sincerity. Someone, I would never have one of my... I don't want to say enemies. But I would never have somebody who secretly doesn't like me go and speak for me. Because I don't know what they're going to say. If I have a billion dollar contract on the line and somebody's jealous, am I going to have them go make sure I, I get the deal and become the richest person in the world? I would not even I won't send them. I, I'll, no, I'll send a dog before I send them. Exactly. So I'm not going to go and let my enemy because what they're all they're going to do is gonna, they're going to talk about themselves. What you, what you hear them say is, 
um, yeah, she's great for the job and stuff, but I'm actually went to school for this. So if you do actually need somebody who's educated, you know, they'll be trying to promote themselves because they don't wish you, they don't have to, they want to be that billionaire. They want to be that great. Even if they can't do what it is that you're supposed to do, they still want to try anyways, just because they want, they feel they can be better than you and they want to be better than you. So you, you have to know who's who in the church. You have to apply spiritual discernment. You have to ask God, okay, who can I go to and we can pray together for this? Cause it's good to have a prayer partner, you know? God, that's why God created a husband and wife. He wanted there to be two. He wanted there to be partnership and unity because he knows the strength in two people coming together. So when people say secrets, oh, I can't trust. No, you have to find somebody you trust because it is important to have unity. It is important to have fellowship, but not everyone is spiritually mature. Not everyone is able to be able to hear a secret or, a, you know, something of somebody else and help them earnestly because if somebody's going to church because their life is in shambles and they need God to help them and their issue is they fight and they gossip and they lie and they, they you know, they get jealous of people because they hate their life and they don't want anybody else to succeed. Uh, that's not somebody who should be hearing the issues of somebody else in the church because obviously that's ammunition for them to fuel up their misery. Because they're still trying to find or get to a place where they can have peace and joy. So... In that process, they have to, God will put them through tests. And yes, hearing gossip or hearing other stuff from people, God will use that to show, okay, are you going to spread it or are you going to say, hey, I don't want anything to do with this. But in, in that process, you don't want to be the one that's used as a guinea pig. So obey God and say, if God says don't say anything, then don't say anything. Because if you, if you disobey God and you say, because you think, oh, you know, oh, these are people of God. God, you know, the Bible says, because you never use the Bible against God. That's it's, it's insulting. He knows his word and he knows why he's telling you. Because in everything he's ever said, if you keep reading it, he explains why he says it. And he always tells people, you know, he always tells people the the deeper meaning behind it. It's just like in Proverbs 11 when it says a gossip betrays a confidence. So obviously if your friend is a gossiper, she won't have your, you shouldn't have confidence in that person because she's going to betray it. <laughs> the Bible says it clearly. If you admit your faults to one another, but somebody is not sincere in their prayers towards you, then everything in that scripture is now spoiled because the person you went to is not who God was talking about. God is talking about a righteous and an earnest person who will pray for someone. But if you're not righteous and you're not earnest, then admitting your faults to them is going to backfire. And then you'll go like, oh God, you said admit your faults. But you didn't admit your faults to the right people. God said earnest. God said righteous. These people are not earnest. These people are not righteous. And the only way to know who's who is by going to God and saying, hey, I want to pray with this person. And if God gives you the peace to do so and it backfires, it's because he wants you to see either what's in the heart of man, maybe what they've been doing against you so that you can either when he promotes you and separates you from them, you won't feel sad. Like, oh, these people have been good to me. You know, okay, no, they weren't really good to me. I forgive them. But, okay, y'all stay over there. I'm going to go over here. You know, sometimes God allows that too. But just allowing him to lead you so you can know. Because there's time. There's times and seasons for everything. You never want to say something too prematurely. That's you. That's the biggest mistake. You want to make sure that everything you say is on is, is at the right time and according to the will of God. Because the enemy is out to attack and destroy everything. He's not all-knowing. God is all-knowing. But the devil doesn't know. He finds out through people. So when you have people tell people secrets, that's how the enemy sometimes will find out what's going on. 
Like if somebody says, hey, what's going on with your life? You don't know the spirit they have in them. And then you're telling them your secrets. Oh, girl, this happened for me. Oh, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. And then the enemy, that's how the enemy is getting intel. So he knows how to attack you. So it's very, it's very, it's a big deal in finding trustworthy people because a lot of people are being destroyed and a lot of people are being hurt and holding themselves back from their blessings because they don't trust people. But it's not people. It's dis, it's uh, gossip, untrustworthy unearnest not righteous people find find the good ones and god will let because obviously god god tells you in the bible who what the characteristics of a good friend is what the fruits of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness self-control you can see somebody who's pretending because people can't pretend for so long somebody will come out and be like oh and and talk so good and you feel like oh this person is so good but then when you watch them you'll see something that'll be like oh That'll take you back. Because people always show them their true self. That's just what it is. And knowing that, you'll be able to now move correctly. Because when you are around a group of trustworthy people, admitting your sins like, hey guys, I'm struggling with this. Everybody will give you the right advice and pray for you. So when you find people who are trustworthy and pray, that can pray with you, you know that you feel safe and that you guys can grow. Vice versa. Admitting sins and secrets are different because a secret can be a sin or a secret can be a, a good thing. Uh, somebody getting married, but they want to keep it secret until, you know, maybe the guy comes back from war or whatever. That's not a sin. Obviously, they just want to protect themselves. They don't want any. They want to cover. It's like a newborn baby. You want to shield it and protect. Why do you think they tell when somebody gives birth, you have to stay home with the baby for three months? It's to protect it from harm and danger illnesses and sicknesses until it becomes strong enough for it to be able to go into the world that's how you're supposed to carry everything when god reveals something to you like what he wants to do to your life maybe a blessing or whatever he's making you into something great it's just like a newborn baby you have to protect it until it becomes strong enough for it to go into the world because you know there's dangers that could attack it and maybe it won't survive but when it comes to sin, sin is different. Sin is is um, more of something that you're doing against yourself and against God, obviously, because sin is hurting you more than it hurts somebody else. It may hurt somebody else, you know, God forbid, hopefully it doesn't. But mostly sin is against yourself, your own body. So that is in order to overcome it, in order to, I mean, the blood of Jesus already overcame it. But in order to subdue your own flesh so that you don't fall into those temptations, Sometimes having somebody who can be a like an accountability partner and a prayer partner and having somebody who give you good counsel and wise counsel on how to get over. Because, you know, sometimes people struggle. They don't know why they're struggling, how to get over it. So when people show them, hey, you know, separate yourself from these things that keep ca- causing you to fall. That's what like, I mean, if you work at a strip club and you keep cheating on your wife, obviously that that environment is not good for you. All these people who do EDM and stuff who are DJing and touring all over the world. They don't have to work at a strip club. They're working at um, what's they're working at concerts, and even at that, people will be like, "Oh, well, there's women there too." No, well, the women are barricaded. If the women are getting to the men, that means maybe backstage, whatever. But they can always say, "Hey, in my dress room, I don't want any girls." It's just like when I used to do music, and I go to the studio. I would tell people, "Hey, if y'all want to smoke or whatever, y'all have to do that outside. Don't do it around me." or during my session and I respect it because at the end of the day it's money it's business we're not we're not here for to, to lollygag or hang around you know so you have to set up boundaries for yourself because nobody's gonna nobody's gonna like 
nobody's going to treat you better than you can treat yourself. Nobody's going to take care of you more than you can take care of yourself. So if you know, okay, A, I'm married. I love my wife. I don't want no temptation. So you do your DJ. Nobody, I've, I've met DJs that nobody can come near the boot, even though it was because they wanted to protect their equipment. Same thing as your marriage, protect your wife. If you want to protect your stereo or stereo, whatever they call it, your sound bar, whatever. So you tell nobody should come up there because people trip on wires and knock stuff down. Fine. So same thing with your heart and your marriage. You should say, hey, nobody come around my DJ booth. When I go to the back, security, make sure that nobody's in my room. Because it's a security, you have the power, you're paying them. Make sure nobody's in my room um, or standing outside. I want everybody cleared outside of my hotel. Because then the only time people can get you is when, they, when they're screaming, hey, oh my God. And then, you know, they're trying to touch your hand, but they're barricaded. Other than that, you ha- they have no access to you because... They've made sure that when you get in your room, nobody's there. When you go inside, for, even if people are there, they've kind of sectioned them off so they can't get. And then all you do is go in your room and lock the door. There's a there's some people on Instagram, they turn off their DM so you can't send them DM messages anymore. Like when you try to, it says, Instagram will tell you, this person has cut off their, <laughs> you know, notification. Because when you get big to a point, what, what do you need DMs for? The You have management. So if somebody important or somebody... Um, who's famous or somebody who's whatever needs your contact, they'll go through your management. You know, they know how to connect or get to you. So they, there's some people who cut off their uh, DMs and their comments and they just do what they're meant to do and then they go. You know, that you you have to set boundaries for yourself. You know what you're struggling with. You know how to figure out ways to, to counteract it. And some people don't know. So, you know, if, if, if me listening is helping you, then thank God. But, I mean, these are some ways. Guys, if you're listening, girls, if you're you're also struggling with all this stuff, these are some ways, you know. But let me go back into the secrets because you know maybe God want me to somebody to hear that. So hopefully that blessed you. But yes, learn how to keep your secrets, guys, until it's time. God will tell you when to reveal it. It's just like a baby, a newborn baby. You keep in the house three months until it's time to be revealed to the world. Just like your blessings. Keep them until it's time to be revealed to the world. And then when you, if you have a trusted person that you know has a good record of being trustworthy, you can trust your spirit is okay with you speaking to them. Then you tell them, you pray. And even if your secret gets out somehow, all you do is say, wow, you ask God to forgive them, ask God to help you forgive. And then you move on and you know that, okay, this person is struggling with this. May God deliver them, but I'm not going to help them destroy me. I'll keep my secrets from them next time and I'll and may God bring me somebody who I can trust. That's what you do. And then if you are struggling with sin or whatever it is, masturbation, cheating, uh, whether it's gossiping, you want to stop gossiping and pulling other people down and thinking and wishing evil for others, whatever you're struggling with, pray fast and then ask God to find, find you a good church or a good set of people in which you can pray and speak to and talk to. And and that, you know, will keep your secrets and not mock you and laugh at you behind your back. Somebody who's earnest, sincere and really wishes you good. Not somebody who tells you they wish you good, but then they've tried to destroy you. But somebody who really goes out of their way to make sure that everything is going good with you. Because you could tell a pretender from somebody who says, oh, we want everything to go well with you. But then you hear what they say about you when you're not there. That's a lie. Obviously, the ones who you know which good for you will show it in their actions because on and off the scenes, they're speaking good for you. And you'll hear back because people will say, oh, this person only has something good to say about you. They won't come and say, ooh, 
y'all are friends oh you should hear what they're saying about you you know so admit your faults to one another yes and pray and i i pray that god will give everybody earnest and righteous people who can pray with them with a sincere heart so that they can be able to get help with some of the situations and some of the things they're going through. But even if you can't, if you're in a position where you feel like you're surrounded by wolves and sheep clothing and you have no absolutely no one to talk to, then always find that like talking to a counselor or because people are like, oh, I don't want to talk to a counselor. I don't want to talk to somebody I don't know. But obviously talking to somebody who knows nothing about you and you know nothing about and is a licensed professional that can get fired from the job, they will take it very seriously. You'll know that, okay, whatever you say is safe. And however they can help you, you at least you can apply it to your life. And you can always find a Christian counselor, you know, somebody uh, not who goes to your church and knows who you know, like somebody who doesn't know you, you don't know them, and they can counsel you. Because, I mean, what are they going to say? They're, they're going to go blast you on TV. They don't even know you. They're, they're Those people, are, but the ones who know you are the ones who are, the ones that you find hurt you the most because they're close to you. So they're close enough to step on your toes, right? But the ones who don't know anything about you... Like if somebody came up to me right now and said, Hey, I know you don't know me, but I'm going through this. Do you think, you know, you could pray for me? I know you're a Christian counselor. I mean, I'm not going to go back and say, Oh my God, guys, I just prayed for a little girl. And she... You know, like, it's, it's ridiculous. And there's ridiculous people in the world. But it's harder to be ridiculous when you don't know the person. So there's no... There's no kind of ill intent, if that makes sense. Like, if someone comes and they don't know the person, you know, they can still try to gossip about the person, but the person won't really be affected because they don't go to the church. They don't know who you know. They don't know anything about you. You don't know anything about them. So they can move on with life, having um, the peace and the understanding that they needed. And then the one who's gossiping about them, God will punish them. And then the person will never even know that they were being gossiped about because that's i mean that's how god works but anyways guys i hope you're blessed i'm the chase one why you think they name me grace because i'm the safe one